we are going to continue our parable series. Since Scott has been away um, and doing the good work that he's doing with sabbatical, we have had friends of the foundry come um, every week to just share with us uh, different parables of Jesus as he uh, tells us with these stories, truths about the kingdom that we would not otherwise find out on our own. Um, we have another really good friend of the foundry, Matt Murphy, who is actually the first worship director here. He helped uh, plant here and was like the first guy who did all of this stuff. Um, and we're so glad to have him. He's going to come walk us through the word of God this morning. Would you welcome Matt? I'm super excited to be here. I was, in fact, the original worship director at the Foundry when we started in 2013, here for a very short period of time, but it was a lot of fun. Um, now I work as a leader of an organization called Stadia that helps start churches here in the U.S. and all over the world, um, trying to see more churches like the Foundry and more communities like the Foundry starting in different places. So Excited to speak with you this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about sheep. Um, so earlier this year, I had the opportunity to visit Iceland with my son Rex for a week, and we drove around this road that goes around the outside of the country called the Ring Road. Something that's super interesting about Iceland is there's a little under 400,000 people who live in Iceland. So to give you some comparison, there are about six, there's just under 600,000 people who live in the city of Baltimore. So the city of Baltimore has a higher population than the entire country of Iceland. Geographically, Iceland's about the same size as Kentucky, but Kentucky has about four and a half million people, so a little over ten times the population of Iceland. One thing that Rex and I noticed while we were driving around this country is that while there might not have been a lot of people, there were a lot of sheep. So about half the population of this country lives in Reykjavik, the capital of Iceland, so the other half is kind of dispersed around the whole country, so it feels like there's a whole lot of sheep to people ratio. It's really only about two to one. Um, anywhere we went where there was grass, there was also sheep. The sheep in the country provide a resource for the people who live there. First, they provide wool so that they can make these really ridiculously expensive sweaters. My wife asked me to buy her a sweater, and we went in the store to look for one, and they started around $500, so she did not get a sweater. Um, they also provide meat for food. Their hot dogs there are made from lamb meat which I highly recommend. I'm, I'm a big hot dog fan in general, and Icelandic hot dogs are now my favorite. Also the most affordable thing to eat while you're in the country. Um, something I learned about sheep is that they don't care about fences. So Rex and I, the second or third day we were there, we went to go see this waterfall, and there was a sign along the way I have a picture of that says, um, please close the gate so the sheep won't escape. There were sheep on both sides of the gate. So it was not clear which sheep were the escapees and which sheep were where they were supposed to be. And this is kind of a trend that we saw 
all over the place. When we were driving around, you would see fenced-in pastures, and inevitably there would be sheep between the fence and the street, guessing, not sure, the fences to keep people in, sheep in the pasture and out of the street. They didn't care. Additionally, Iceland has these big, deep ditches dug along the sides of the field to drain the water out so that the grass will grow better so sheep can grow. And at some point in the history, they tried to grow crops there relatively unsuccessfully. Sheep don't care about these big, giant moats in the ground either. They're always trying to wander wherever they want, which is what they do. Sheep wander off, and they always have done that. Sheep show up in the Bible a bunch. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. They show up as early as the fourth chapter of Genesis, which is the very first book of the Bible. But today we're going to talk about a time when Jesus talks about sheep's, sheep metaphorically uh, in Luke 15. So Luke 15, it says, uh, there's a group of tax collectors and sinners gathered around Jesus to hear him teach. And then there was this other group looking on, kind of judging what was happening that didn't like this. These were the Pharisees. See, the people close to Jesus, the people that were present with him and listening to him teach, the Pharisees felt made decisions and life choices that were leading them away from God rather than towards him. And they were maybe afraid that that was contagious and didn't want to be around people that might cause them to wander. And so they muttered to one another, this man, referring to Jesus, welcomes sinners and eats with them. And Jesus heard this and rather than responding directly, he told a story. It goes like this. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So let's talk about these sheep a little bit. So the shepherd realizes he's lost one of his hundred sheep. And having observed these sheep in Iceland when I'm driving around, I've realized that he hasn't lost the sheep in the sense of like misplacing it. Sheep are not like his car keys. He lost the sheep because the sheep walked away. It wandered off. That's what they do. <laughs> they don't care about fences. They don't care about moats in the ground. They're going to wander Maybe the sheep saw some grass that they thought would be tastier and they went off to go look for that grass. Or maybe they got tired of the talking and babbling of these other 99 sheep and wanted to go find some space to themselves. Or maybe they were playing too close to the edge of one of these drainage ditches and found themselves in the bottom of it. So what happens to lost sheep? Why is that a concern? In the Bible and the Old Testament, they talk about the concerns of lost sheep. They could run into lions or bears. There are no lions or bears or any large mammals that aren't tame in Iceland. The biggest thing in Iceland that sheep have to worry about is being a victim to their greatest predator, which is cars. <laughs> being away from the flock, and specifically being away from the shepherd, is a dangerous place for sheep to be. All right, so if you're missing the metaphor, the sheep are us. Jesus is talking about us in this peace. And like sheep, we tend to have, we tend to wander, right? We tend to ignore fences. I have that history for sure. When I was 12, I grew up in Annapolis. I saw a fence that said no trespassing on it. And I immediately decided I needed to find out what was on the other side of said fence. So I climbed the fence. And at the very, very top of the fence, like that, I fell and cut my arm. And I still have a pretty gnarly scar underneath the tattoo on my arm that's now 30 years old. And I can remember 
sitting, going, having to walk back to my mom, profusely bleeding, and tell her what happened and why I thought it was a good idea to climb a fence that clearly said no trespassing on it. And I did it because we wander. We, all, we get distracted and we wander off about things, to things. And Jesus, he doesn't want us to wander because he wants a relationship with us because he knows that in his flock, he offers life-giving and fulfilling healthy relationships. But some of us look uh, and look off to maybe greener grass and start to wander that direction. Jesus wants us to be in a relationship with him because it's one that's filled with purpose and with hope and with love. And, and when you have that purpose and you love, it doesn't just change your life and the way that you behave, but it also starts to overflow onto the people around you and changes the way they behave. But sometimes we start to maybe think to ourselves, like, if I overflow too much, then I might lose something by helping somebody else win. And instead of engaging in the community and in the flock the way that Jesus would want us to, we wander off and we stockpile money and we stockpile power, and we hold on to control, even when it hurts the people around us. Jesus wants us in a relationship also because it leads to you to being in a church like this one, like the Foundry, where there's a caring community of people that wants you to experience hope, that wants you to have purpose and love and healthy and fulfilling relationships. But sometimes we look at these communities and even check them out from time to time, and we decide, no, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm what's important right now. When we talk about the sheep in this parable, it's really easy to like develop an us versus them. If you've been in the church for a while and heard sermons on the 99 and the 1, you might have even heard an us versus them kind of take on that where there's a person, certain people that are here, they're the 99, they're the sheep that are at home and they're trying to pursue a community and a relationship with Jesus and thinking that maybe they're not a lost sheep. But here's, here's the truth. All of us have been, even if you're not, if you don't think you are right now. Um, so this last song that we played right before um, the message was a version of a hymn called Come Thou Found of Every Blessing. It's written by a guy named Robert Robinson in 1758. I think he was like 22 years old when he wrote it, which is crazy that a song has that kind of staying power in our world uh, from someone so young writing. And it has this amazing lyric in it that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, and prone to leave the God I love. Because Robert Robinson understood what Jesus was saying and understood what we probably sort of know about ourselves, and that's that sheep wander. We all have. A lot of us probably will again. Some of us are right now. So we thank God for shepherds. Let's talk about the shepherd a little bit. In Jesus' story, when the shepherd sees that a sheep is missing, he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. I think the most important part of that sentence is that phrase, until he finds it. The, sh the shepherd is perseverant. Uh, he doesn't just look around and think to himself, well, you know, I've been raising sheep for a long time. The gestation period of sheep is about 21 weeks, so about five months from now, I'm going to have another sheep. So who cares about that sheep? That's not how he thinks. He doesn't give up looking. He keeps looking. The giving up looking is kind of like my logic and maybe some of your logic. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about as I was writing this is my tendency to look for things. So like when I'm starting to look for things, I think to myself like, 
I'm going to try to find it. And if I can't find it pretty quickly, I'm going to try to find an alternative. I have two sets of keys for my car, one that hangs on the hook and then another one in my nightstand. So like, if it takes too long for me to find the keys on the hook, because I inevitably didn't put them there, I'll just go get the ones from the nightstand and I'll worry about the ones later. That's not how the shepherd is here. Another piece is uh, Apple Watches. It can, so most useful feature on the Apple Watch for me, not fitness apps, not, probably not even time. It's being able to click a button and find out where my phone is. It's back there somewhere. Uh, because I'm not very good at looking for things, and I'm certainly not very perseverant, but that's not this shepherd. This shepherd goes looking. He looks to see, did the sheep fall in a drainage ditch? Uh, did the sheep go looking for that greener grass that was maybe taste, tastier looking? Did he go through the gate to get a better look at that waterfall? Not finding the sheep is not an option for the shepherd. He pursues the sheep, not for his own end, but because he knows that if the sheep is near him, that's the best, safest place for that sheep to be. That Jesus is the shepherd. And he's pursuing all of us because we are wandering or have wandered and we're very prone to wander. And he's pursuing us because he knows that with him and with a church like this, a flock like this, that cares about you is the best possible place that you can be. And he won't relent in his pursuit of you. So if you're a wandering sheep, if you're here and you're like, I don't really get all this metaphor stuff, I'm not really even sure I know what I feel about Jesus, I want to assure you that here, this is a place where you can belong. If you're not in a relationship with Jesus and you aren't connected to this church, then this place, the foundry, is a good place to be. You see, this is a church uh, where there are people who are prone to wander just like you are, but they're trying really hard to figure out what it's like to stay close to the flock and close to Jesus. Healthy churches like this, we want to see your relationships grow and thrive, and we want to help you discover a purpose that's beyond just you. Healthy church like the Foundry is a community where people aren't afraid to point out the ways other people in the community are wandering, which sounds tough because they want to be reminded of their own wandering so that they can find their way back to the shepherd who's the safest place for them to be. So if you're not a part of the community here at the Foundry and you might be wandering, I'd like you to think about this, consider this, and maybe Jesus, the shepherd, part of his pursuit of you has led you here to be sitting in this room today or will be watching online today. And maybe this community is the best place for you Maybe the foundry is a flock where people can be here for you when you're hurting. Uh, people can help you not to get lost. People will celebrate wins with you uh, in your relationships and in your life, and they'll walk alongside you as you overcome addictions and vices, and will stand beside you uh, with the purposes that you take on to change the world beyond yourself. If you're a part of this community and you, you, you feel like this is your home, maybe you're trying to suppress that propensity for wandering from Jesus, and I'm really glad for you in that. Perhaps you feel like you are one of the 99. In these verses, Jesus says this, this line that can be challenging if that's the place where you, be, where you feel like you are, and he says, I tell you there will be more rejoicing in heaven 
over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. This doesn't mean that if you're a part of this community and you're working hard to not wander away from Jesus, that the rejoicing for you is any less valuable or really any different maybe than other people because you are a lost sheep too. You found your way back to the community as well. The shepherd came and brought you back. I was a lost sheep as well. And I know that I'm still prone to wander, like the song says. I'm prone to leave the God I love. I'm still at risk. We're all still at risk. But we're working hard together to learn what it's like to follow Jesus. I think of this picture, that picture of Jesus, or the sheep on the shepherd's shoulders. And maybe that's probably more where I identify most of the time of like, I feel like I'm trying to be with him and being carried back to this flock that's so important and so safe uh, for me, but still separated in some ways. So what do we do if that's the place where we feel? I think we thank the shepherd, we thank God. Jesus knows that the best thing for us is for us to be with him and turn our attention to him and he won't relent until he has that from us. He still pursues us. He seeks after us relentlessly and he'll pick you up, put you on his shoulders and carry you home. And even though we're not perfect and the foundry's not perfect, we work really hard. We try to surround ourselves with other people who are on Jesus' shoulders, making their way back to the flock as well. And together we get better. We start to near the flock and then we start to figure out how loving our neighbors actually works and how it changes the world. And we get better at inviting other lost sheep and wandering sheep to come and join our community and experience the hope and the joy and the purpose that people can find being here. And so we thank God that he is showing us these things despite our propensity to wander off. So we thank God and we prepare to celebrate. He talks about rejoicing at the sheep that's come home. Well, now's the time where we can start to celebrate together. When any time someone comes in and returns to this flock, why don't we work together to celebrate and rejoice? We can practice by celebrating every single new face that comes into the space. Uh, I've seen some of you before service who are here regularly go around and recognize new faces and introduce yourselves and celebrate the people coming back to be a part of this community or coming here for the first time. Let's celebrate together by singing songs. We sing, we're gonna sing a couple more songs today where we can celebrate this shepherd who's pursuing us. And let's celebrate by breaking bread together because in a community like this, following Jesus is the best place to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh man, you're amazing. Thank you for carrying us back to you and coming to find us even when we wander off, even when we ignore the fences and the signs. God, thank you for pursuing us relentlessly and carrying us back to you. Help us to be a community here at the Foundry that rejoices every person that you carry to it. God, help us to be a community that 
supports one another and points out the ways that we might be prone to wander so that we can draw closer together, God. And thank you so much for just being present with us and your grace that makes this the safest place to be. We love you and we pray in Jesus' name, amen.